Today, we're talking to the mayor of Beaufort, Sharon Harker. We have to admit, we were curious what a day in the life of a mayor is even like. So we asked her if we could follow her around one day. Here's Mayor Harker and shore-sized reporter, Sarah Sloan. Sarah, hop in the car. To start, can you talk a little bit about what do you do when you wake up in the morning? I get up about 4, 4.30 each morning. I do a little mindful meditation, some journaling. What have you been journaling about a lot recently? It's a lot of notes that I take because I have a lot of things that are coming to my mind that I would like to go ahead and talk about or accomplish or research. When I was first elected, all I could do was I couldn't even sleep the first night. I was like, okay, let me remember to do this, or let me remember to do that. Uh, so the journal is supposed to be for affirmations, but it's turned out to be more of a don't forget to do this list. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so um, I, I love it, though. I wouldn't change a thing. Can you talk a little bit about, like, what does quality of life mean to you when you think of Beaufort? When I think of Beaufort, it's a matter of being connected with people, um, being able to slow the pace down, to enjoy life, and to have that community behind you that will encourage you to do more, to be better. But I don't think that we do a whole lot of things by ourselves. There's some things that looks like we do by ourselves, but everything's a team effort. I found that Beaufort was a fit for me, so I made friends, and some of them were twice my age, by the way. Such a Carteret County thing. It is. Yes. <laughs> so where, what is the event that we're going to right now? This one right here, I've got very little information. I believe, and I, I thrive on little information. Uh, I was told that there's a mural on the bus and I'm going to assume it's the double-decker bus. It's the only bus that I know about. Hey, how you doing? So this is the bus garage. This is our mural. Oh, bring it in, Sharon. Hey, how you? It's gorgeous. Isn't that pretty? You smell good, dear. Oh, thank you. This is great. John did such a nice job. All right. Sharisa here, your host. We love a good day in the life, but of course, we'd be crazy to not want to talk to Mayor Harker about the serious stuff. So today. I sat down with her to do just that. I have a very special guest today that I am honored to be with. I admire the work that our amazing, amazing mayor of Beaufort has put into the town and into our community. And I am just elated that I get to spend time in her presence today to just have some conversation about things that are happening in our environment, in our country, and even here in the small town of Beaufort. So I would like to welcome Mayor Sharon Harker today. Yay! So Sharon, I want to ask you a very important question. What does it mean to be mayor of a small coastal town like Beaufort? Now, small towns are great. You do have that intimacy. Uh, which is what I like about a small town. Bigger towns, you have pockets of people that you meet. You can't meet everybody. It's hard to really hear all the issues. Uh, you're only hearing a few sides. So being part of a smaller town, I feel like I can get a grasp and a good um, 
swatch of what's going on. So it's not heavy conversation from one area and quiet on the other. So I like to strike that balance and that's what I'm all about anyway. So what stories, Sharon, do you wish the media told more about Beaufort with you living here and being here for years with your family, raising your children here, being married here? Um, what would you say that you would love that the media would share more about our small town? Well, growing up in the small town, I grew up in one era as a young mother and then now as a mature woman. I'm not saying how old I am on radio. Um, don't do that. I, I've seen the evolution of the town and how it has formed from my perspective. So I think I think we do a good job as far as advertising Beaufort from a tourist perspective. But I think the town really is special because of the people. And I think that should be more humanized a little bit. We're constantly talking about tours and things of that nature. So whenever I talk about Beaufort, I talk about what I think is valuable, the valuable resources, and that's our citizens. Um, and then all the rest of it comes with it. So the reason why we are so popular it's because of our people, our town staff. Those are the things that are making the big picture enjoyable for others. Uh, relationships are really important to me. I moved here because I could actually have some. I thought it was a small town and nobody liked New Yorkers at the time, but there was a handful of them that did. <laughs> I think I was from off. I can't remember the terminology. <laughs> But it took a while to win their heart. Look, I had to win two elections and become mayor before anybody liked me. So I feel, and people are telling me now, stop saying that you're from New York. I'm like, oh, I've made it. So Sharon, we know that you live here in Beaufort. I want you to share a little bit about what that is like. What is your connection to Beaufort? Tell us how you met your husband and you just decided to fall in love with a small town on the coast. Tell us a little bit about what was that like for you? Well, I have family in Beaufort. My mother remarried. It's actually my stepfather's family that are from Beaufort. And we came down when I was 10 to visit. And right next door to my Aunt Emma Chadwick, is her name, was my husband's family. My Aunt Emma, now this is a true story, hated the shorts that I wore. She thought they were entirely too high. So she says to me, Sharon, I want you to come here. And I already changed my clothes and she was in the kitchen. She says, I want you to go to the A&P. Now they lived on Pollock Street and Beaufort had an A&P store. And she says, I want you to put on those shorts that I like. I'm like, there are no shorts that I have that you like. She says, oh no, the black and white ones. So there were a black pair of shorts with white trim. They were really cool. But what had happened was she saw my husband pull up to the house next door. And she sent me down walking past that house to fish him out. And it worked. So I walked past the house. I did not know that was his car. By the time I got to the A&P, he pulls up. And I said, this sneaky woman has set me up. <laughs> she literally set me up. She just thought he was the bee's knees and that um, we would get along. And from that point on, we've been connected. Now, Sharon, I know that you have done a lot of impeccable work here in Beaufort. Are there any stories or moments that you can really reflect on that mean a lot to you or even means a lot to the families here in Beaufort? Being able to have Beaufort seen, not for its past, but for its present, is really important. I mean, we do all know that history is not pleasant 
pleasant, especially, you know, history uh, that goes ways back. But we have improved on that. So I'd like to be able to see that. I remember moving here to Beaufort and my husband, we lived on Front Street and I walked downtown. I come back and he says, "Uh, how was your day? I said, great. You know, me and the kids, we walked downtown. He said, downtown where? I said, I don't know, this place called Front Street, I think it's what it's called. He said, well, how did it go? So there is that line of segregation that has left a mark in some generations that was still there. Being a New Yorker, I didn't know what these lines were. I wasn't raised here, so I just kind of went any and everywhere. But I would like for people to see that some of that has changed. I mean, world's not perfect. Don't expect it to be. I go for good, and I don't go for perfect because there's no such thing. But being voted in as mayor is a statement, not one that I really paid attention to until after the fact. It's almost like you're so busy enjoying the moment, you have to wait a few months in order to realize, oh, really, this is what's going on. Um, And not only did I win, there one with 75% of the vote, so that's a pretty strong mandate. When you listen to the news that you would not ever expect in any town whether it's Beaufort or any other town. So I think we need to really applaud our town for just looking at the person. Now, it's not that I want anybody to forget what color I am. I'm a beautiful color, but I also don't want anybody to harshly judge me because of that. Based on my merit is what we should look at, and I'll do the same to you. So I was walking around town recently, and I met three ladies on the corner. And these ladies were just kind of, I guess, mingling around, just kind of feeling the thing out. I had just come from a tree dedication. So I walked up to them. There's three African-American women set the tone here for you. I said, hey, ladies, how you doing? They said, Mayor Harker. Now, I do not know these women from Adam's House Cat. That's a New York phrase, by the way. (laughs) So I don't know these ladies. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should. They don't look familiar. I don't know everybody. Um, but they really do not look familiar. And I said, well, maybe I've met them somewhere. They introduced themselves, and I said, you know, have we met? And they go, no, 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 we're from out of town. But I have been following your race. We come to Beaufort all the time. And we visit, and we like Beaufort, and we've wanted to move here. She said, but when I heard that you won this race, I purchased a house in Coast." Another one said that she purchased a house and is renovating it. And the third one says, as soon as she gets through with this job, her and her husband are coming down. So for some reason, they felt that this was a town that they felt might have had that change. But when you see an African-American mayor elected, that is what kind of pushed that needle. All right, we're good to go. And they went to the Beaufort Wine and Food Show uh, um, event, and they had an excellent time. And that's what I really like to see, both races interacting. I don't want anybody to feel that there's an imaginary line that you can't step over. There is none. It's all what you make it to be. And the more that you interact with one another, because growing up in the melting pot of New York, we had to interact with each other. You get an opportunity to share who you are, get them to share who they are, and then you get a better understanding. It quiets down some of that noise that you hear. So I really had no idea of the impact of being the first African-American. Everybody else was like, yeah, this is great. I even had somebody make a Barbie doll that looked like me. Um, Taisha had one as well. And it was, 
not necessarily for me. It was the impact that other people felt, the joy that it brought other people. So yes, it was important to me, but it was just rallying around individuals cohesively. Um, I actually might save some of my yard signs. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, you know, one day this is going to be in a history book somewhere. Uh, And it still sometimes hasn't settled with me. But I hope that it sends a message to others that this can be done. There's no ceiling that can't be broken if you work hard enough. And that, that that was very powerful. That actually went to my next point of what is the impact and the message that you would like to send being in your current position, whether it's to a younger black teenager, whether it's to an older Caucasian female or male, what is the message that you would like to send being where you are right now? So what I really would like to see is the youth more engaged. That would be for me, the ideal thing. Because at some point in time, I'm going to sit on my porch and I want to know that Sharissa Elliott is at the helms taking care of business. (laughs) You see where I'm going with that? Um, I want to be able to empower others on this journey. So when I sit down, I'll be like the Lord on the seventh day. (laughs) Ah, this is great. My work here is done. Sharice has got it. <laughs> you know, other females, other men, uh, young men, I really do believe. I'd like to see some more African-American males uh, be in that position. Uh, my husband was able to break ground in that area, being the first African-American male to be, ele- or African-American period, to be elected at a county for a countywide position when he was elected on the school board. So being the first just opens the door for others to follow. So whether it is race or whether it's gender, there are still firsts that are going on that really shouldn't be. It should be the norm. So a dear psychologist had asked a question, and I have this still in my mind. It was uh, the wish question. Remember that? I don't I think it was Taisha who talked about a wish question. So if you created a wish, so if you said to yourself, I wish racism was over, and you woke up the next morning, what would you need to see in order to think that wish came true? So one of those things is that it shouldn't be unexpected for a person of color or a female to be the first anything anymore. Here we are in 2022, and we're still hearing these milestones uh, being made. And it's throughout all cities, all states, we're still hearing those. So, yes, it is sad that you still have the first being done, but what's rejoiceful is that it's coming. So it has to happen at least once before we can continue going. Yeah, so it's bittersweet. Well, I definitely think you have got it going for us here in Beaufort. (laughs) And not only in Beaufort, but just throughout North Carolina, throughout our country, because, you know, we have people who from outside of the area who decided to do first things, buying homes here and investing in Beaufort because of a position that you now hold. So, So Sharon, I want you to take a moment and just reflect with us on in the next 10 years, how do you envision Beaufort? What would you like to see here? 
What type of culture would you like to have seen be created and how would you want to feel? How would you want the tourists to feel and those who decide to make Beaufort a permanent residence? How would you like for that to be? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I would like to see people who want to live in Beaufort be able to live in Beaufort. So we have a a group of young people, and it doesn't necessarily mean age either. Um, You could be in your 40s and a professional. But I'd like to see more diversity in our areas, and I would like to see opportunities be made affordable for them. So I spoke about coming here during the time, being able to raise my children. I have to sometimes think the property that we own, would I be able to, in my 40s, live in Beaufort and raise my kids. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up and down, it is a great place to be and it's a great place to raise your children. How, how can I see you have that same opportunity? Uh, and how I can see you want that same opportunity. If you say that you want it, how can we make that possible? And there are ways. There are ways. We have to ask those hard questions. So I, I believe that we need to start taking a look at that now. Progress is slow. So if you start that conversation now, hopefully 10 years from now, I can continue to walk around the corner to Sharice's house and then I can go around the other corner and and talk to another couple that's there uh, and we can have a block party um, or we can have barbecues together and we can go to each other's homes and have that sense of community. That would be great for me. Uh, For the tourists, uh, Beaufort has a lot of things that it shares with people throughout the United States, actually. Every time I go to a conference, they'll say, oh, you're from Beaufort? Oh, I love that town. And I'm looking at somebody else, but I know nothing about your town. Why is it everybody knows a lot about Beaufort? So I've visited a lot of places. They like what they see. They like the pace. They like the beauty. That's great. We have a new entrance into town. I'd like to see that improve. Have more of a gateway, more of a, a welcoming look to getting into Beaufort. And we have two ways of getting into Beaufort. One that's on the Turner Street Bridge, which is a beautiful bridge. And then we also have Highway 101. That area could be cleaned up. Because when people come into your town, just like someone coming into your home, that first impression means a lot. So um, I'd like to see those things come about. Infrastructure is important for growth. Uh, Smooth roads are just important for our cars and tires and makes people happy. It makes me happy riding on a smooth road, too. Uh, (laughs) But there's other things that will go on with the town. I'd like to see us be able to uh, change some of the rates for our water and sewer. I'm hearing that people who can afford to live there, I can do the rent, but now I'm getting pummeled by these fees. I do want to know, since you've been in the neighborhood, now that you're a mother and you're growing and maturing and, and your role, how do you see yourself fitting in Beaufort in 10 years? What do you see that maybe I need to know about? Um, one thing I really would love to be able to do at some point is actually purchase a home in Beaufort. And one of the reasons that I'm still here is that I have hope that one day me and my family will actually be able to afford to live comfortably in Beaufort. I do understand that being here for six years, that it is a very expensive place to live. And 
you know, is I'm kind of at an advantage to some, but it's still a barrier and a gap that causes a lot of, you know, just setbacks for me being able to become a homeowner. So I'm very hopeful that in the years, um, affordable housing or um, just the housing market period will be able to be at a point where my family can not just come here for vacations, but they we can actually live here permanently. Um, I know that there, especially for young adults, there's a lot of opportunities to grow here in Beaufort. And I've been able to connect with a lot of county officials and even had the honor of connecting with you over time and to just hear some of the things that we need in our environment, whether that's more leaders or people using their voice or just creating a culture for people to continue to love to be in the town of Beaufort. Um, I know we need special people to be able to create that culture. And I do feel that I am one of those people in Beaufort that can create an environment where Hispanics, white, black, whoever can come together and have a great time. I remember at the beginning of, well, mid 2020, um, I believe this was right after the murder of George Floyd and I organized the protest in Beaufort and I was terrified. Um, I was very nervous about what the outcome was going to be and if we would have to claim more bodies after that protest. And we didn't. Um, the first protest had about 30 people. And I believe that second protest had almost 250 people. And then that following year, we were actually able to have a Juneteenth event where previously we were sitting in that same area, having some very tough conversations about equality and race and discrimination and disparities. And then in that same space, we were able to celebrate and laugh and enjoy music together. And it was in that moment that I knew, all right, girl, you're on to something. <laughs> and that's my motivation. And that's my push to just keep being a light in my, in my community. Um, I've always said, I'm not that person that I have to have a fancy title or I have to have some prestige, you know, position to do the work that I do because I, I, I'm a on the ground type person. Um, so I will continue to do my work and wherever it leads me, I'm open to that. But I know that, you know, just me being here in Beaufort is, it, it does definitely bring a light to my community. So it does my heart good to see that you're getting out and you're taking advantage of a community that has shown support. Uh, and that's a message that needs to be spread as well. Uh, sometimes we have that fear and fear causes us to, to stop and don't grow but you have you've taken it to the next level and people have come to you for advice and they've sought you uh, you know they're always calling you what do you think about this what do you think about that so it gives you an opportunity to as a young person to continue to grow those skills you're 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 in a leadership mode already and whatever that leadership will look like for you I feel comfortable that you will obtain that but it is important for me as a leader to see that you see yourself in that town, that you see growth in that town. You don't see yourself being pigeonholed or not being able to be you. 
Do you think that if you lived in a bigger city? Absolutely not. Okay, don't even finish your sentence. <laughs> you know, I there there's a, a feeling of being home in Beaufort. Um, I'm from a very small town, Murfreesboro, North Carolina, and I know everybody there. And Beaufort feels a lot like home. I feel that I can go out and talk to the person across the street from me or even just have a conversation with a random person at the grocery store. Um, I don't feel like I could do that in New York City. (laughs) I don't feel like I could do that in Atlanta or even places like Charlotte or Raleigh. Like That's just too overwhelming for me. But my heart is in very small communities where I can have that relationship and You know, I can come and sit on your porch and have coffee and we just talk about whatever's happening in our small community or our small town. Now, I have done work on a bigger scale, so I'm not afraid of it. I just feel more comfortable doing doing my work in in small communities because I like the relational part of it. I like being able to build relationships and that's something that's, that's super important to me. And you shall make it anywhere. But it's great to see that you could find that identity because it breaks that stereotype that others will see. You know, here she's going to the farmer's market. Uh, She's heading down to Crewe. Or she's heading here to the Maritime Museum. You know, there's nothing that stops you. If you have an interest, you can do it. If you don't have an interest, you don't have to think about it. But... (laughs) 